Hey, this is Joe Palumbo of the Texas Rangers. You are listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Let's Take a Break. Yep, let's take a break. It is the All-Star break. The Rangers finished today uh, losing two out of three, but they did win today's game 4-1 to over the Minnesota Twins. Joe Palumbo was called up to make the start in place of Mike Miner, of course, he had two openers, Hirado and uh, LeClerc, who opened up for him. Joe went three scoreless innings. The Rangers end up winning it 4-1. to one. Finished the season, uh, finished the first half of the season, six games over 500. Uh, still about three games out of the wild card and about nine games uh, behind in the West. Uh, but we'll get ready to, after the little break, they're going to come back at it. Um, we're going to go down in the bus leagues today. We're going to hear Josh Young. That's J-U-N-G. It's, it is pronounced Young, not Jung. The way it is spelled, uh, we'll hear his uh, press conference when he was introduced at the uh, at, at the Rangers ballpark. I was there. We'll have a couple of other interviews with uh, Hunter Pence and stuff like that. We're going to do all of that right after this. Okay, everyone, and welcome to Let's Take a Break. It is the All Star Break, guys. The Rangers have come off quite a bit of a skid there they've lost three series in a row they haven't done that since i believe it was september of last year it's in the last time they lost three series in a row in fact it's been since may since they had lost a series so uh four to one win over the minnesota twins minnesota's hey they're a great team they're a good team this year the rangers did not run into any of their um any of their best pitching, but uh ran into the lineup that is basically taking care of a lot of people in the american league right now so they're going into a much-needed break. All-Star game is Tuesday night. Tomorrow night's the home run derby. Uh, today was the uh, future game, and you know who won the MVP? Sam Huff. Sam Huff won the MVP, and we're going to talk about that down in the bus leagues. Uh, we'll go to that in just a minute. Today, um, Mike Miner was slated to pitch today. The three All-Stars for the Rangers are Joey Gallo, Mike Miner, and Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence was supposed to start. He still has that uh, – that, uh, that pool he has right there and is growing uh, and it's not quite ready yet. So Hunter's not going to be able to go. Um, uh, we talked about that the other night with Hunter. Um, he was, you know, you would think it, it, it going to one of your all-star games like that, you'd be pretty upset that uh, you're not getting it. So the three all-stars, let me, let me get back on that. Joey Gallo, uh, Mike Miner, Hunter Pence, probably the only one that's going to get to play is Joey Gallo. Hunter won't be able to. Mike Miner was supposed to pitch today. He became ineligible when he was supposed to pitch today. He wasn't going to be able to pitch Tuesday. So they filled his spot on the roster. Uh, he's still going to the festivities, but uh, they decided today to just give him some extra rest. A lot of talk about that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but uh, Hunter Pence was pretty interesting. I was at the game on, on the third, and uh, uh, it was when the Angels were there. But, you know, by the way, I want to talk about that. That was the second game after what happened with Tyler Skaggs. And we're going to, you know, take a moment here. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I've just got to lift up the Angels. I, look, I, I wrote an article about it, um, about baseball is just a game. And it came straight from the heart. And basically, uh, if you go to Dallas Sports Nation, it's called Baseball's Just a Game. Uh, it's something I wrote about that and I you know being in that locker room I've been to 
15 games this year, I think, that I've covered uh, for the Texas Rangers and been in the locker room and been in the press box. This was the the most crowded the press box has been, and obviously two days after Skaggs was found uh, dead in his hotel room in Southlake, um, a lot of Angels uh, media came and uh, and and showed up to cover that. Um, it was pretty surreal. I talked to a couple of the beat writers, um, the guy from The Athletic, um, you know, these, these guys, it's pretty tough to watch. They, it looked like they were trying to get back to normal. I was not there the day before uh, the first game back. I know that that Monday, uh, if you read or listened to um, Welcome to the Hit Show, which is uh, uh, Levi, Weaver, and uh, Emily, uh, Emily, they, they do that for the athletic. That was pretty surreal listening to them describe what happened. Uh, but, uh, you know, being back Tuesday, it, it was pretty, it was pretty surreal. It was pretty crowded. There was a lot of people, I think Japanese, uh, media, there was a lot of that there just because of Otani, but mainly most of it had to do a lot of columnists from the LA times I sat next to, and that were in town because of, uh, Tyler and the death of Tyler Skaggs. So um, to the Angels, a lot of love. Just letting you know that uh, there are people out there that that know that when baseball is just a game and, and we're really uh, you know sorry for the loss of Tyler to his family and to the Angel Nation. Um, you know, look, we uh, we lift you up. We lift you up in prayer. I'm a, I'm a Christian man, and, and I, I will lift you up in prayer. Um, we certainly want to be with the, the young widow and the family of Tyler in, in that situation. But we're here to talk about baseball. It is the All-Star break. I went over that a while ago. While I was there, um, we did get to talk to Hunter Pence in the locker room. And let me tell you what. I, this guy could be a motivational speaker. I mean, this is a guy that is, everybody wrote him off last year. He was not supposed to be um, – even on a team. In fact, they gave him basically a retirement uh, thing. They, they were kind of wishing him a great career at the end of his last season with the Giants. He was playing horrible. Uh, they were having to take him out of the lineup a lot. Um, he said, okay. You know, he kind of talked about it a little bit, but, uh, you know, they kind of wrote him off. He went and talked to a swing guru, got a minor league deal. Uh, with the Rangers and made it as a starter for the All-Star game. Then you make it as a starter, you pull your uh, growing, or you're growing, and uh, you think you're going to get back for the All-Star game. You don't get back, so they have to replace you on it. And they go and talk to you about it. Instead of being, you know, obviously upset or maybe this is a little tough to deal with, you know what Hunter was? Hunter was gracious and, and just so thankful for all of that. Listen to this guy talk about the way he feels about being elected to the All-Star game and how there he has no reason at all to be upset because he doesn't get to play. This was pretty awesome. I want you to hear it. Very good. Thanks. All right, man. Talk about the uh, honors of going to the All-Star game. Oh, man, it's, uh, it's a tremendous honor. Um, humbling experience, and I'm very appreciative of everyone that voted. And, uh, you know, just overwhelmed with joy to, to be selected for for the game. How disappointing is it to have to pull out like this? None at all. You know, none at all because I mean, I'm, I put everything into to playing every day, and it's part of the the job. These things happen, and they're great lessons. And it's still just an absolute honor to go. Uh, I would have, I would love to have played, but you know, we're we're right on that cusp where you know, I'm, I'm so close to getting back, and and the main focus is. You know, playing the regular season games, uh, giving everything we can to, to make a playoff run and chase the dream of, uh, you know, winning a World Series. And, uh, you know, it starts with being healthy, and it's a, it's a bit of a risk to, to go into the All-Star game when I'm not quite ready yet. What's what been the driving force for you? 
the driving force for, for, for what? Your performance and, I mean, there love. was a lot of doubt. I mean, I just love the play. I love the game. And, uh, you know, I don't, you don't really know why you just, lo- you know, why you love what you love, but you just do. You know, some people love art. Some people love, you know, reading or making movies or, you know, it's just passion. And uh, I just love to hit and play and work as a team. And uh, that's my driving force. So, Hunter, that, the approach of, look, it's not disappointing at all, right? I mean, not. Do you have to arrive at that? You know, like everything in life is a choice. You can choose to look at anything you want in any direction. You know, you, there's all things present. You know, so to me, it's a choice. And like, how amazing and how much could I appreciate this? Would I have thought that I would even have the choice to be disappointed in going to an All-Star game last year in the off season when I didn't even have a job? So. Uh, it's all perspective. You got. I can look at it either way. But no, this is an amazing opportunity that I'm getting to go. Amazing opportunity that I got selected, and you know, I, I got hurt on the field in a big league game playing as hard as I can, and that happens. And I'm, you know, and I'm gonna do everything I can, like enjoy right now, getting back, getting strong, getting healthy to come back and, and you know, play a charge into a second half where we have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So no one expected that. How could I ever be more happy than I am right now? It's not possible. If you uh, if you look at the Rangers, three All Stars. All three of you have had to overcome significant things in the past two or three years. How cool is it for the three of you, your trio, Joe and Mike, and you, to make this all-star team together after what you've all been through? I think it's an incredible message to everyone out there that may be going through a tough time. Um, You know, i found that the seeming toughest times of my life, uh, when I look back at them in the future, they they helped shape me into uh, a a better person. And there was like... amazing gifts and lessons within each one of them so uh, you know I hope that that's kind of a message to anyone that looks like hey look at these three guys who went through crazy injuries that you know some people gave up on them and you know they didn't they didn't give up on themselves and you know persevered that guy right there is unbelievable and I'm going to tell you right now that that was just one of the coolest things to sit there and look at the look in his eyes um, he's going to be there for the festivities. This is It was just unreal. I mean, look, you, you come back. They've pretty much written you off, like he said. Um, you come back. You, you give everything. You, you come on a minor league deal. You end up making the, the, the team out of spring training, and you make the All-Star game as a freaking starter. And then you get hurt, and you don't get to play in it. And he's like, man, what? Why do I have to complain? Who cares? That's awesome. He's here for this team. Um, it's neat that he's even getting voted to go. I mean, I, I, my hat's off to, to, to Hunter Pence. What a what a find that's been. Um, I hope he's here for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know if, if the Rangers fall out of it, what, what J.D. will do. There's been a lot of talk about some certain moves that the Rangers will make, what they're going to do. They've fallen back a little bit. They've come back to earth. They're going to open up with the uh, Astros here right after the All-Star break. Um, you know, little kudos today. The, the whole deal with Mike Miner not starting uh, today was a little um, – it, it sets a little bit of uh, some uh, some flares up. People wondering maybe was there a deal being worked out. I think it's just honestly – I even thought uh, uh, Adam Morris from Lone Star Ball kind of brought that up. You know, why would they – why would they do that? And, and uh, you know, the extra rest, maybe there's something that, that, that's in the works for Miner. There's a lot of people wondering if the Rangers are going to trade Miner because his value is so high. Um, that's obviously an option that can happen. And But the Rangers aren't ready to make that decision yet because they're not folding the towel yet. Um, I tell you what, they are going to start uh, – 
they are going to start making some decisions, though, and there are going to be some people that are going to start uh, not getting the time that, 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 that they should get. I think that you'll see uh, – I think that uh, here in the near future, I, I do believe that Guzman might be moved down to AAA. Scott Heineman is tearing it up at AAA today. For the first time ever, he played first time for as a pro. First time ever as a pro, he played first base. The guy's hitting 427 for AAA. He's been on fire since he came off the DL, uh, IL, whatever you want to call it, and, and where he is now. It's been unbelievable. Um, so uh, there is a lot of talk about Heinemann and uh, and and you know what what's gonna what's gonna happen there. And uh, so you know um, if he's moved up and Guzman goes down, he's not really a good first baseman. He's a better outfielder. Maybe he takes the place of Delano Shields. I don't know. You know, let's see what happens. But, uh, you know, the break is here and it needed to be done. Today was pretty interesting how they did it. The opener was technically supposed to be just Leclerc and then uh, Palumbo was going to go as far as they wanted. They ended up bringing in Hirado. Hirado ended up going a couple innings and then Palumbo went three and was good. A good three innings and uh, shutout innings, and then they brought in Chris Martin, who closed it up. And you know who the hero of the day was? It was it was Rugi. Rugi was the hero. And you know what? Uh, I know that uh, I've defended Rugi for a long time. Then I wrote a piece about him about the odor in the room, the odor in the room. Um, you know, he's hitting over three fifty five in the last ten games. I, is he starting to figure it out? I don't know. Um, but look, the leash is short on him. Uh, he, he hit the three-run homer today that put him up and gave him the win in the 11th. Um, Rugi hit it, and they ended up winning the game. Um, but he was 0 for 4 before that with three strikeouts. So, you know, the guy's got the potential to be something else. Um, but, you know, we're just not going to see. The, we're, we'll see what happens after that. I, you know, I'm giving the Rangers a lot of credit here. They are seeing what's happening with these kids. They're not going to mess around with it. Um, they're, they're, it it's going to start after the All-Star break. They're going to start making decisions. You know, Shelby Miller's gone. Um, I called that. I thought he would be the first one gone. It actually turned out to be Smiley. Uh, Smiley he's gone um so they're they're going to give these these spaces to kids i think joe palumbo will be back he was uh optioned back down to triple a right after the game today uh they did that so that he could immediately start serving his 10 days tomorrow that way if they needed to bring him back after the all-star break he'll be four days ahead of where he needs to be um and and that's four day days quicker they can bring him back so uh Palumbo didn't pitch a whole lot of pitches. We'll see. Um, I, I could see a situation where maybe Palumbo and Sampson or Palumbo and uh, Chavez start doing a uh, a little opener situation where one of them goes a couple innings, the other one goes three, maybe vice versa the next time, switch it up. Uh, Joe starts out for a couple innings, and then Sampson goes the rest of the way. I mean, look, they're going to do whatever it's going to take to win ball games because they are trying to win ball games. I know the Twitter world doesn't think they're trying to win ball games, but they're trying to win ball games. Trading Mike Miner. That's a tough decision to make. Me personally, I think they ought to extend him. And there was this big argument about it. While his value's so high, we could get so much for him. But his value's high because he's literally an ace pitcher. Why not extend that? Yes, I don't think he's going to fall off next year. I think he'll be just as good next year. Could he fall off in the next couple of years? Absolutely. He's going to be 34, 35, 36 in the end of the contract I'm talking about. But even if that's the situation, if he's still pitching good enough, he could be a Kobe a Kobe Lewis or something like that, a number three or four starter, a guy you take into the playoffs as your third or fourth. And then they were talking about, well, well if we got rid of him, got some prospects, then we'll go after Cole uh, – 
will go after uh, Garrett Cole in the offseason. You can still go after Garrett Cole if you extend Mike Miner. There's nothing that says that, look, the Rangers are going to spend money. They will make an offer to Garrett Cole. They'll make a generous offer to Garrett Cole. I still don't think he's going to end up in Texas. Personally, I think Garrett Cole is going to end up in L.A. He's from L.A. He grew up in L.A. The Dodgers want him, and they don't seem to have a pocketbook that goes out. So I think the best way this team will will, will improve, they'll, they'll look at third base, maybe Rendon, maybe Moustakas if he's free at the end of the year. He's on a one-year deal. Um, it's obvious Cabrera needs to go. Cabrera is struggling. Uh, there's some talk about moving Santana over to third. Willie Calhoun's been taking some ground balls at third. I saw Cal, uh, I saw Santana taking some some ground balls over there. What You can say what you want about Ruge. He's probably a gold glove second baseman as far as defense. Uh, the offense has got to improve, but they'll sit him if they need to. Um, but that's basically it at the major league level as we get ready to head back into this thing, make a run for it the second half uh, down the stretch. You know, I did for the first time uh, on that Wednesday game that I was there. Uh, it was July 3rd. For the first time in the post-game press conference, I did actually uh, ask Woody a question. Um, it didn't make the TV cut, um, and that's okay. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever asked. Um, and it didn't make the TV cut, but I thought I'd share it with y'all. It was nothing major or exciting, but for me, the fact that I finally uh, felt like I had a question I could ask, uh, and Woody was so gracious. In fact, when you know when you feel good about a question, you get up, you leave, you're heading down to the locker room to talk to the players. Nobody's looking at you like, what the heck was that that you just did, or why did you ask? I lean over to one of the guys who happened to be Levi Weaver and said, uh, well, I kind of popped my cherry there and he goes what do you mean I said that's the first question I've ever asked Woody and he was like really you know kind of like that and I'm like oh, okay like you know good question or whatever so it wasn't anything fancy but to me it was pretty cool so here's me asking Woody a question it didn't make the tv cut and I, look it's about 30 seconds it's not a big deal but I thought you guys might enjoy it me and Woody so Valdez he ended up going almost the distance for you was that the plan originally or just he was just going so well you just stuck with him yeah, we, we kind of wanted to keep him under 40, and that's kind of why I brought in Chris Martiner. Uh, I think Steve Martin needed to throw anyways. He hadn't thrown in you know, four or five days, but uh, and Valdez, <laughs> he's got a bit of a rubber arm, but we wanted to not abuse it. Uh, he, he threw a lot of pitches a, a couple of days ago in, in AAA, so we didn't want to kill him, but at the same time, we wanted to you know, maybe have some innings so we're in good shape tomorrow, and he did a heck of a job and he, to get us those innings huge. There you have it, folks. Wasn't that exhilarating me asking Woody about Valdez, who came in? He came in and pitched the 7th, 8th, and ninth, and basically almost finished out the ninth. They brought in Chris Martin for the last out. And uh, Valdez has uh, made his major league debut earlier this year at 27 years old. He was a career minor leaguer and uh, has pitched good. I mean, look, he looked good. Uh, you know, after uh, they had fallen behind so quick um, that – that Wednesday game um, and, and we're pretty down. I mean, for him to come in and, and eat the innings he did, it, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. So uh, Woody answering in that was pretty good. Um, you know, cool. It was cool for me. It was a cool look. I'm a guy. I know you guys, it's pretty neat that I get these credentials and I get to do this, but I'm going to be real honest with you. Um, I, I'm a fan. And so being down there, I'm a little, tentative I, I i'm not afraid to ask a question but i i want to make sure it's something i feel like it's worth asking um a lot of times questions that i think i want to ask get asked so i don't um ever have to ask a question but for the first time ever i did 
and uh, and and usually in the in the Woody post game, you can hear those questions asked. I was sitting right next to Levi when he asked one that got on TV. I've heard you know Tr. You hear Evan all the time. Emily for sure. Um, you always hear her on there. But uh, you know we're all sitting right there within five feet of each other asking questions, and uh, they normally ask the question I don't need to. So I know I'm boring you with that, but it was kind of cool for me. Um, let's go to uh, we're gonna go down to the bus leagues in just a second, but I wanted to talk about some some news that came out this week pretty pretty sad um and you know what in a lot of the tyler skagg situation it ended up that the guy that this happened to was was very positive about it and uh we're going to go down in the bus leagues in just a minute but uh, we got a chance to catch up with jd and he talked to us about matt bush and what had happened uh you know matt bush is going for his second tommy john surgery he's 33 years old uh 30 two years old i'll have to look that up anyway whatever it is at this stage going through your second tommy john surgery uh you think that the guy would be devastated at that notion but he was not devastated at that notion and he uh had a pretty positive outlook on it and jd basically talked about it right here as he was talking about uh uh, matt's reaction in in finding out that he was going to have to have a second uh uh tommy john surgery unfortunately matt uh, had a setback with his elbow It was all of our reactions. Somehow, except Matt, he's been some kind of positive. Uh, you know, he had, the decision was made last summer to, uh, to kind of do the internal brace, which is which is a kind of partial repair, or it's a repair rather than a, a replacement of the ligament or a, putting in a new ligament. Um, things had been going tremendously well, uh, but uh, he woke up. Uh, he told us a couple of days ago. It sounded like it had been tightening up on him a little bit before that, and uh, I got an MRI yesterday, and, and the ligaments torn. So that's um, a full tear. Uh, there's really no no rehabbing it or anything. No options like that. So he's of the mindset that he he wants to have TJ and, and rehab it. He's actually like, I mean, I, I was several of us shared this comment amongst ourselves. We were surprised at how uh, just his, his, his mindset's in such a good place right now. He's in a good place mentally. Um, and he even said, he goes, listen, I've, I've been through a lot worse. You know? um, and, and on the heels of you know Tyler Skaggs passing, like I think Matt, he, he talked about that as well, like just from a perspective standpoint. So it sucks. I mean, from you know, on, a, on a human level with him, I feel for him. <coughs> um, dis- you know, disappointing there, but uh, he is planning to uh, have surgery. It has not been scheduled yet. Um, so that's, that's the unfortunate update I've got for you. So this would be second, right? He had one. Yeah, he had one. I want to say in 06, but I, I need to double check that. I think I think it was 06. He had short. Uh, he had. Six or seven, um, and uh, then the brace last year. All right, that was JD talking about Matt Bush, who had a positive outlook on the fact that he was going to have to have a second Tommy John surgery. Um, he's looking at least 18 months out, at uh, least 15 months. I mean, a year for sure, uh, about 15 months on a full 15 to 18 months, so about a year and a half on a full recovery. Uh, pretty sad news. We're gonna go right now, though. Let's uh, let's go down the bus link. So. For the moment, let's go down in the bus leagues. This is Sam Huff with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. 
Hey, this is Tyler Phillips with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Okay, thank you, Sam, and thank you, Tyler, for the plug. Sam, uh, Sam Huff. Let's talk about Sam Huff. Future Games was today. Sam was named the MVP of the Futures game. He was the only one to make the uh, Futures game in the Rangers organization. He is the second Ranger player to make to to get the MVP award. The first one being Joey Gallo in 2014. I think we know how that turned out. Uh, Sam came in the American. They, they, they split it up by national and American uh, league this year. So that instead of like last year, they did the world versus Americans. They do national and American league this year. They did it that way. Um, and Sam uh Tied the game up in the seventh inning with a two-run bomb. Uh, played first base, uh, but tied the game up. And uh, they ended up finishing the game in a tie and was named the MVP for that. So congratulations to Sam on that. But uh, it was a big week uh, for the Rangers organization. We'll go down in just a minute talk about all of the the, uh, the teams and where they're at right now and where their standings are. But uh on July 3rd, when I was there, the Rangers announced that they had signed their top two picks in the draft. They were Josh Young and Dave Davis Wenzel. Davis Wenzel was uh, is the uh, third baseman from uh, from Baylor. He's uh, he he had a sore thumb there. Uh, he had he had it wrapped up. They said he had had an injury towards the end of the season, so he'll be a little little bit slow getting started. Uh, uh, both of them flew out the next day to Arizona, where I'm assuming that Young is going to start playing for the Arizona Rangers uh, before he won't be there but a week or so once he gets started. Uh, probably just a couple of games before they send him on to Spokane. That's what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. I don't have the info, inside info. I don't know about that for sure. That's what I'm guessing is going to happen. But uh, but Young was there, and uh, with Scott Boris and uh, Kip Fag were there to uh, do a do a quick interview with him as they announced the signing of that, and we'll listen to that right here. Well, we have uh, some more exciting news today. Uh, very excited to announce uh, the signing of first round pick, eighth overall, Josh Young, third base from Texas Tech University. Bill Clapton. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to recognize his. Uh, his mom and dad, Jeff and Mary, and his brother, Jace. You guys being here, welcome to the Texas Rangers family. Uh, very excited about having Josh on board and getting him in a range uniform and getting out the plane. So I'll throw it out to the group for some questions. You ready? Ready. All right. Josh, I know, you, I know you heard the news on draft, and I know you've been waiting for this a long time, but finally be here in this ballpark and be at this podium, what does this day mean for you? You know, it means a lot. Uh, growing up, it was always my dream to try to play at the highest level possible. And I got to go to college, experience the college level, and you know, it's just it's always been one of those dreams of mine to play uh, professional baseball, and I get this opportunity. It's pretty special. What what have the last three four weeks been like with the College World Series and and now this day? College World Series is really special. Uh, it's the pinnacle of college baseball, and get there, um, and you're, you're playing in front of twenty thousand fans. You don't really get to experience that throughout the regular season. I get three, four thousand a game. It's really cool. Um, I had that MLB game the night before. That was really cool to see, uh, just how the fans interact and you got to be behind the scenes a little bit with that. I'll be on the field with the players and you know, and then just getting this experience. It, it's been a lot of fun. Um, just can't wait to get going. Kip, what what was it about Josh that stood out to you, and what does 
his college level experience, how does that fit into his plans as far as where he'll start and kind of the timeline you see for him? Well, you know, we did a lot of work on Josh, and it was, it was kind of unique and uh, uh, the kind of outstanding person he is and how he was raised by his family, and it was hard to find any worse on Josh. You know, and, and, and the work ethic, the, the want to, the desire, that was the kind of things, obviously the talent, but that was the kind of things that drove us to, to Josh. It was kind of an easy decision at the end of the day for myself and I think the group that were, was making it, so that kind of led us to that. Does that college experience, does that affect where, you know, where you think he'll start and how the timeline you foresee? For well, him? I mean, the, the timeline, time really, that's going to be up to Josh now, how good he does. So, I mean, you know, hopefully it comes fast, but you, sometimes you never know. It's, uh, he's the one that's going to dictate that. So, but yeah, that, that helps, I think. You know, we saw more, you know, obviously being in college and maybe it's a little better competition you would see against a high school kid and all that. But yeah, it, it, it definitely helped. Josh, this is kind of a unique situation and unusual situation. We talked to Davis about it too. I mean, co-players of the year, same position. I mean, what, is this going to be a rivalry, or you think you guys are going to be good friends, or how do you guys going to go about this this situation? You know, we've been uh, playing against each other for three years now. Um, anytime we were on base, we'd always talk. So we're really already good friends. We've had tons of conversations, and um, you know, both of us have many clubs. We play anywhere on the field and uh, we just we're lucky to get to play with each other. Uh, Josh, first of all, congratulations. And my question is, how much of an adjustment is it going from using an aluminum bat to a wooden bat and how do you prepare You know, um, every summer we get to play with a wood bat. So we get we get little feels here and there um, with summer ball being all wood. So I mean the difference is I guess for me wood bats feel a lot better. Uh, the ball goes a little bit further. It's, um, it's easier to handle, although it does break. Um, you know, I like playing with it more. So the adjustment, I think, will just be finding the sweet spot on it. Um, and that's pretty much it. Josh, you'd obviously thought about this moment for a long time. Is it what you hoped and imagined it would be? Yeah, it's everything I ever wanted it to be. You know, um, when you're growing up, it's all you want to be. You want to be a first round pick. You want to play in the big leagues and ultimately be in the Hall of Fame one day. And uh, you know, this is just a stepping stone uh, to get in that direction. Will you talk to the wooden bat? For sure. Uh, you know, that's that's my thing. Um, I just got to figure out what part of the bat to talk to now. Um, but we'll see. We'll see uh, which part talks back. Does the toilet go to the minor leagues with you? Oh yeah, that's gonna follow me wherever I go. Um, you know. There's going to be ups and downs throughout your career, and uh, those bad moments, you just got to find a way to flush it, and uh, saddle travel with me everywhere I go. Where was, what was the inspiration for that? Uh, my middle conditioning coach that I've had since I was about 12 years old, uh, Brian Kane. Uh, it was one of his very first little trinkets um, that he put out there on the market. Uh, and even on the toilet, it says flush it. It has his little logo. Um, so that's just been with me for since then. Okay, that was Josh Young, and that was, uh, if you didn't hear him, that was Kip Fag, and that was also um, Scott Boris sitting there. I thought about reaching up to Scott and asking what uh, he would charge me to negotiate some of the honeydew list I have 
um, at home here because, um, look, I'm, I've trashed Boris a few times, but the guy can negotiate a deal. That's for sure. Um, anyway, so young, welcome to the program. Welcome to the Texas Ranger organization. He is now, I got to talk to him a little bit afterwards. We went out for batting practice. Look, I went out there. I, I I've gone down to batting practice a few times. You can stand right there. I can stand right at the dugout or behind the cage and, and watch these guys hit. It's pretty cool. It was pretty hot, but the only reason I had planned on doing it that day, I have never seen Mike Trout up close and wanted to do that um unfortunately for me mike trout did not hit outside um he was probably still keeping it a little close to the vest especially with tyler skaggs uh he stayed down there but young and uh and wenzel came down and stood around and so we sat and talked for a second there are a couple pictures i took of him i posted on twitter uh standing by him young talked to me for a second um really nice kid he was heading out called me sir um i I guess i am an old man so he he did call me that he's heading out to uh arizona uh or he's out in arizona uh doing that i hope to see him up pretty quick uh but let's go right now with the minor league uh affiliates where they're at right now and what they're doing uh if we go to triple a right there nashville is four and six in their last 10 games they did raise themselves out of the cellar and uh uh, you know by doing that going 38 and 51 is what they were and uh they're they're out of the cellar now memphis is down in the cellar they've spent all the first half in the cellar uh but they're they're starting to play better for sure uh they got palumbo back to he's going to be starting for him probably one more time before a chance to come back up um right now because they need those arms um let's go to the uh texas league and right now uh frisco is in last place um they they came in second in the uh in the first half of the year but in their right now in their last they're three and seven in their last 10 games they're five and 11 in the second half and they're in last place in that texas south division um and you know look uh, frisco there's a lot of there's a lot of people moving up there's a lot of people moving down a lot of the down east guys will be coming up to texas uh a few of them already have and uh so that that's where they are let's go to the carolina league and the down east wood ducks down east wood ducks are tied for first place in the southern division of the carolina league they're 10 and 8 they're 5 and 5 in their last 10 um down east has been depleted a little bit a lot of their their major players have been moved up to the uh uh, up to double a uh, doro has been moved up uh, uh yanni hernandez has been moved up uh, demarcus evans barlow uh, a few of those guys are already moving up and starting to pitch on consecutive days so uh you know Tavares is up here too Tavares is not playing bad at all uh he still hadn't shown any power yet but uh good to see him up in double a uh right there if you go down to regular a you go to hickory and uh, Hickory right now is in second place. They're 12 and six in the second half. Uh, second place in that uh, South Atlantic League uh, Northern Division. They are five and five in their last ten, and they've won two in a row. So Hickory with uh, Hans Kraus, uh, Colwyn, and those guys there. Uh, Jonathan Ranielis is probably the biggest name that's still there. Uh, Sam Huff's playing for Down East, uh, but but uh, Jonathan Ranielis is there. South Atlantic League. Uh, I mean. I'm not the South Atlantic League. I'm sorry, but uh, Spokane, that's the short season team. Uh, uh, 
uh, Spok- Spokane is uh, done well. Look, they're leading. They're thirteen and ten. Uh, they're four and six, and they've won three in a row. Uh, Ryan Garcia uh, pitched yesterday, I believe, and went two scoreless, um, struck out three in two innings. Uh, he's the guy from UCLA that the that they we just signed. Um, obviously, not going on the deload program. Um, also, the Arizona Rangers uh, are playing right now. There's a few names there. Uh, Ostebel. Uh, um, Balabas, um, I can't say his name right, but he he's playing there. Look for Josh Young to play there. A couple of guys playing at Spokane has started out there. Um, but that, you know, th- there's a lot of good things happening in the minor leagues. I redid my top 20 uh, on there, and, and we had a few movements on the top 20 that happened. And let's go to that real quick. Okay, so at the beginning of the year, I had a top 20 uh, list, a, a Dallas Sports Nation top 20 prospect list. Um, and I'm not going to go over that. You can find it at Dallas Sports Nation. In fact, if you read the new 20 right now, um, I just came out with mid-season adjustments. Wanted to go over those real quick for you, kind of go over the mid-season adjustments and tell you where we were um, and where they were going into it. So there's a couple of them that have dropped, a couple of them have fallen out, and I made a point of letting people know that people like Cole Reagans, Alex Beast, and Kyle Cody moved out completely they have not pitched they were injured coming into the year still have not pitched we expected them to be back by now actually Spees is the earliest one Cole Reagan's got hurt again um, and Kyle Cody is ex- uh, actually throwing off a mound again so they could easily throw back in it there were a couple of them that just fell off because people took their place um, there were a couple that were honorable mentions Dio spell Arias fell off uh, Ryan Doro uh, was a is, is an honorable mention. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez fell off. Davis Wenzel uh, from the draft. I just don't know enough about him yet. Ryan Garcia, I think he's he's obviously a top 20, but he's not there yet. I don't know enough about him. Curtis Terry's having a decent year. John King and Ronnie Henriquez are, are all having good years. Um, and, I, I you know, they're honorable mentions. But let's go with our, our top 20 and where they were when the season started and the new ones that are in the top 20. Number 20, Shirt and Apostel. Uh, he's the third baseman. He started out in the preseason at number 16. He's moved down to 20. He's actually coming on pretty big, pretty good right now. He started off pretty bad, but he's come on pretty good. Number 19 is Yanni Hernandez. Yanni Hernandez was not in the preseason list. He's moved up to 19. He's kind of caught the eye of everyone. In my interview with uh, play-by-play guy Matt Present, he was, uh, he was talking about Yanni was somebody that was really unbelievable. Jason Barr, I've moved up. Jason Barr was not in the preseason. I've moved him up to number 18 um he's done real well uh he was just lights out at down east i saw him pitch the other night he went five he was five scoreless then i pitched saw him pitch six innings and uh he was scoreless through six um before giving up one run i believe and then uh but he was uh uh, uh, Jason Barr is somebody to watch. He was in that trade we did with Garen and uh, Austin Jackson. We took on those those uh, those uh, those salaries that we took from the Giants. But part of that deal, we'll take the salary last year. You got to send Jason Barr with it. That may have been a good deal that that John Daniels did there. Number seventeen was Chris Cease. He's moved down the list. He was preseason. He was number twelve. He's injured for the second time with a shoulder surgery. Really started off good. This is a guy that's a really top prospect. The only reason he's moving down is because of injury. Taylor Hearn. Taylor Hearn was preseason number fourteen. He's coming in at number sixteen. Uh, nothing against Hearn. He had the one bad start in the major leagues. You can't hold that against him. Lucky. Uh, 
He was amped up. It was a bad night. He got in there. He couldn't get the call he was wanting. Before you know it, he just kind of went out of control. He's injured. That's the main reason he fell. It had nothing to do with the Seattle start. I'm I'm moving him down because of the injury. And that's basically why I moved him down uh, to 14 is because of the injury. Uh, number 15, Oslevis Basabi. He's the one I was talking about. He's an infielder. He's playing for uh, Arizona Rangers right now. Uh, Basabi's name to watch. Look, he signed out of Venezuela in 2017. He was 17 years old at the time. He hit 344 there in the summer league. Um, and in the 2018, he, he, uh, uh, in 2018, at, at, at 18, he also had an on-base percentage of, of 414. He comes to the States this year, and he's playing for Arizona uh, Rangers, and he's hitting 400 to start the season. He, and uh, he's a young guy, but that, that he, he has moved up. Um, another one that was uh, moved up, Yuri Rodriguez, was preseason, was number 17. I've moved him up to 14. This guy's on the move, guys. This guy's on the move. He's at Hickory still. Um, with all the promotions going on and how he's doing in Hickory right now, him along with Kraus could be somebody that we see moving up to, uh, moving up over to, uh, uh, to Downey's pretty quick. Uh, number 13, another one that's moved up, DeMarcus Evans. DeMarcus Evans started out at number 18. He's moved up to uh, number 13. He's having a great inning. He's striking out a lot. His ERA is uh, 0.81 with Downey's before he got moved to us. Uh, it, it was just, um, I'm sorry, moved to, I say us because it's Frisco. He's here locally now. Um, and he is, uh, and you know, he, he's done well in Frisco. He's got a 2.45 ERA, but he struck out 17 in 11 innings. Uh, that's why he's such a high guy. Um, one guy that wasn't on the preseason rankings that's moved all the way up to number 12 is Emmanuel Classe. This is a guy that, uh, came on my radar because of, uh, he came on my radar be- because of, uh, uh, Tepid and Tepid was talking about this guy. Went out and saw him. Uh, this guy throws 101, 102. His spin rates are unbelievable. Um, his ERA is a little high right now, but he's starting to get control. He walks a few, but he. But I'm gonna tell you what. This guy's a closer in waiting. Uh, number 11. We got Anderson Tejada. Anderson Tejada is. Uh, Started out the the preseason as a number three pick. He has struggled. He's injured, and he has struggled. That's why he's moved down a little bit. Look, I like Anderson, um, and I really think he's going to be back up in the top five, but the injuries and and the way he's playing right now just haven't helped him out. Number 10, started out at number four. Now he's number 10, Julio Pablo Martinez. He actually uh, fell also from number four to number 10. He's actually come on and starting to hit now. He's already got nine home runs, but he started out bad. Look, he's hitting a poultry 233. Uh, that's that's combined. Uh, 201 in, down, in uh, Hickory to start the year. Now he's in down east. Um, he's only had a 303 on base percentage, uh, but he is starting to make adjustments. I'm wondering if adjustments to the, to the United States is a little daunting on him, but they expect more out of this guy, and he if he wants to stay in the top 10, he needs to get going. Cole Wynn, I did him preseason number eight. He slipped back to number nine. I didn't have anything on him. Just off a of reputation alone, I moved Cole to number eight because he was the number 12 overall pick in the 2018 draft. Uh, he has actually um, done okay. He started out get a little rough. I mean, when you start playing against kids that all can hit, 
Um, you learn a you learn a very valuable quick lesson. He has, and he is uh, moving up. A, a, he moved back one spot. He fell a spot, but he's starting to figure out. He's had some good outings here recently. He's only 19 years old. This is a learning experience. It's all about getting your innings in right now. Number eight is Bubba Thompson. He was the preseason number two, and he's moved to number eight. And the boy's struggling, and he's had some injuries. Uh, he broke his hamate bone. He's back on the. He came back from that. He fell and then got injured again and went back on the IL. Um, he's only hitting a 125 in 16 total games this year with no bombs. Uh, he needs to get healthy. Needs to get going. Um, I like him a lot. He's a he's very much a future center fielder, but this guy's struggling. Uh, Brock Burke, I started him at number 19, and he jumped all the way to seven. Look, I like Burke. I've seen him pitch in person. The guy, he, look, he's been battling injuries, but he's back. Had a great uh, six innings, two runs the other night for Frisco. Uh, he had a blister, then he had a sh- shoulder impingement is what it was called. I talked to him uh, the other night in the parking lot when I was leaving, telling him about uh, Phillips, throwing him under the bus. Uh, but he, he's moved up. Number six, he's moved up from number 13 is Jonathan Ornelas. He's actually started out good and had a good year. He's playing at Hickory. Jonathan's a young kid playing there. He's got six home runs hitting 258. He struggled a little bit lately, but this kid started out, and he. there are some that think that he might be the top position player in the whole organization. Number five, and earning his way back up. He was the top prospect. He was number 10 at the beginning of the year in the Dallas Sports Nation. He's back up to number five is Leody Tavares. Uh, Leody was hitting around 300 at Down East. Not much power, but, man, he was putting the ball in play from both sides of the plate. He was really playing good. And he's, he's, he's got moved up to Frisco and is playing well there too. And good for him, uh, the – the the power hasn't quite made it. He's still young. He's only 20 years old in Double A, so I'm giving him a little break there. But he's moving his way back up and starting. He looks like he's starting to figure it out. Number four, well, number four, number four was the MVP of the Futures game. I did not have him in my top 20 um, before the season started. He is the number four prospect now, and that's Sam Huff. You need to watch this. Look, it's not that he's hit 21 home runs. It's not that he's hitting 279 uh, for the year between uh, – 281, excuse me. 281 between uh, Hickory and Down East. Uh, He's got 21 home runs. That's not why – I move him all the way to number four. I move him there because as a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound catcher, my God, folks, he's throwing out fifty percent of the base runners. I mean, catchers don't do that. Pudge Rodriguez did that. That's the kind of thing. Now, I hope he can stay there. That's a big body for catching. But Sam is number four. Number three, Joe Palumbo. Now, Joe is probably coming off this list because I have a feeling that he will come up and probably hang around the rest of the year probably pretty early uh, before August, sometime before August, I expect Joe to be back up and kind of solidify a spot there in the bullpen or a starter opener and get a few starts. Uh, He looked good again today. Uh, He had the one horrible start against the Indians who were sitting on his fastball. He was learning. He's still learning. Remember, look, if you want to know what Joe Palumbo is, he is more highly regarded than Ariel Hirado, who last year everyone had high hopes for, and Hirado came up and really kind of struggled, and then all of a sudden he figured it out, and everybody said, this is your stuff. Look how he's done this year. They think even more of Palumbo. And Palumbo got banged around by the Indians, did okay by the A's, went four innings, gave up four hits. Hey, three scoreless today in the major leagues. Good for Joe. Back in Nashville, should be back up here. He stays at number – he moves all the way up to number three. He started out at number five. Uh, Number two, big one right here, number two. Reputation alone wasn't even in the organization. Josh Young. 
I've put Josh Young as the number two prospect in Dallas Sports Nation top 20. Let me tell you why. College numbers are great. That's fine. He had great college numbers. I watched him with Texas Tech go through the playoffs, and he led them to the College World Series. Uh, this guy's legit. Look, I look. I, I'm I'm a UT fan, so I give Texas Tech a lot of crap. But Josh Young's a stud. Um, he's number eighth overall. He was projected to go 15, but uh, college bats usually go quicker. He's played a lot of college bat. Uh, he's played a lot of wooden bat ball. So, um, but a college bat can go up and move up pretty quick. And I fully expect next year, by the end of next season, I, if Josh Young does what I think he should, he might be sitting at double-A by the end of next year. I think he finishes at possibly Hickory, maybe even down east this year. Starts out next year probably at down east and ends up at Spokane. Um, he's 21 years old, so so look for that. Uh, this, is a, this is a good kid. Signed for $4.4 million. Number one and staying number one is Hans Kraus. I think there was a big scare when everyone saw that he got moved to uh down to to arizona he, he started out in hickory moved to arizona then he came back from arizona after about three or four weeks and i think people thought there might be an injury they're gonna con- they're, look they're just watching this he's gotten hit a couple of times but other than that he's striking out a ton of players uh, a lot of hitters hans kraus is our number one prospect he remains our number one prospect and he is a legit ace prospect uh whether that translate all the way to the major leagues i don't know but watch hands cross the second year he stays right now at the number one and the only top 100 in major league baseball pipeline and that is our top 20 revised uh mid-season adjustments right there i think uh listen i'm going to stop this now i want to thank everybody for listening thank everybody that was a part of this one thanks for uh uh everyone that, that gives me a little plug for the show uh the texas rangers for giving me the the ability to go in and, and into the locker room and uh, frisco roughriders also uh for for getting uh media credentials and getting to be a part of this and do that i want to thank everyone for listening you guys you can you you can follow me on twitter at ranger nation pod at ranger nation pod um, follow Dallas Sports Nation, Ranger Nation, and, and please go to Dallas Sports Nation website, dalsportsnation.com, and follow us there. Thanks to everyone that listened to this. And like I say at the end of every episode and of every article I write, nerd out! <laughs>